Is every heart clear this evening? All right. Last Sunday, I said, last Sunday night, I believe, I said to apologize for the length, and then I went back and turned it on in the podcast and realized that I only, unless Edward did a bunch of editing, it's only, what, 42 or 43 minutes long, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I thought it was 10 minutes or more longer than that. I was feeling bad about taking that much time, but I don't feel so bad about it now. Somebody asked me if Brother Gibson's boycotting me today because of it. <laughs> Wouldn't say that about anybody else but him. And I should have mentioned Brother Gibson for prayer request as well, Brother and Sister Gibson both, but failed to do that. And I think, too, that Derek Holt's grandfather, does anybody know? I think he's in the hospital. Does anybody know? Uh, his his mom's dad, uh, I think he's in the hospital. I was told that uh, Shirley and Larry have been down to Jasper to see their dad, but I'm not real sure what's going on. I meant to ask him about it this morning and failed to do that too. Something about memory. Oh, well. John chapter 16 and 17 And while you're turning to that, I want to uh, remind you of a verse that's found over in the book of 1 John, 1 John chapter number 3, and the last part of verse number 8, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that the Son of God was made visible so that he could undo, he could destroy, loosen the effects or the bondage, dissolve the works of the devil, all the things that the devil has done. That's what John says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. Then we come here to the last verse of chapter 6 of John's Gospel. And the last part of that verse, I'm going to go ahead and read the whole verse, but I want us to, I want the last part of the verse to stand out to us. These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world, In the world, you're going to have tribulation. The Amplified said, In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Almost get frustrated just listening to all those ands. It's like the Amplifieds want to make sure that we understand that this this tribulation, uh, this this trial that is being talked about here is, is an ongoing, it's extensive, it's broad. You can't just pinpoint one thing about tribulation, but it's multiple things. Tribulation, trials, distress, frustrations. All of that is what you find in the world. 
But Jesus then changes the trajectory of thought when he says, but be of good courage. Be of good courage. Or be of good cheer, the King James says. Take courage. And in that courage that you take, you you can be confident, you can be certain, you can be undaunted. Now, the reason why we have the possibility of courage, the possibility of being undaunted, confident, and certain is because he, Jesus, said, I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Joseph Mayfield said that the world here consists of the things that people deal with, such as unbelief, rebellion, sin, death. What comes to your mind? The world. But Jesus said, I have overcome. That means, that means that he subdued all of these things that are in the world, everything. He conquered them. He overcame them. He prevailed in a big way, not in a little way, a big way. He prevailed over them. I think that that would include, if we go back here to John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, that that would include the works of the devil, the things that are wrapped up in a person's life, the sins that hold a person down, that bind them and cause them to stumble more often than they walk or stumble at all. Jesus has overcome the world, and he was manifested, he was made visible to destroy the works of the devil. Christ has overcome. Can you and I take, can you and I take hope in that tonight? Can we find pos- positivity in that tonight? Just simply knowing that Jesus is telling us that he has overcome all of the things that the devil has tried or is trying to bring us down with. Because he said, I have overcome the world. I think that's a powerful statement for us. But then I noticed as I was reading this. That chapter 17 here is is a good break for a chapter division, but it's really unnecessary because chapter 17, verse number one, kind of indicate that he's continuing. These words spake Jesus and lift up his eyes to heaven and said, so he's just, he's just carrying on. Now, I understand it's a good point for a, a chapter break. You know, I don't want, I don't want 200-word chapters, or I mean 200-verse chapters. 
Some of them are long enough, 50s and 60s, 119 or whatever, 150. Is that what it is in 119 Psalm? A lot. I like these shorter chapters. But I think tonight we need to eliminate that chapter 17 there, that, that, that number 17 and just carry over into verse 1 of that chapter and then follow through with what is going on next because what, we're see, what, what I see here is a connectivity between what is yet to be said in chapter 17 and this final verse of 16. Jesus is saying, I'm speaking these two things to you so that you might have peace. In the world, you'll have anything and everything but peace. But I have overcome the world. And then what we find here in chapter 17 is the high priestly prayer of Christ for his followers. He's praying for you. We'll see that here in a verse. He specifically brings it out later on in a verse. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the time to read the whole chapter. So, you know, get ready to mark it down for next Sunday. He's praying not just for his, his hearers at that point, but he's praying for you. Did you hear me tonight? He's praying for you. Do you need someone to pray for you? Well, I'm glad when somebody says that they've prayed for me or they are praying for me. Jesus is praying for you. He prayed this prayer then. He's still praying this prayer today. He's praying for you. If you have your Bible open, follow along. Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. Now, there's something that I like. It's a little different in some other translations. <clears throat> that last uh, phrase there, that thy son also may glorify thee. Some of the other translations change the word thy son to the son. And I like that because it's specifying, it's a specific son. And I know thy son is still the same, but I like that article, the, that really brings a specificity down to who we're talking about. The son. The son. The son of God. The son of God also may glorify thee. <clears throat> as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. <clears throat> I have glorified thee in the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. <clears throat> and now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. He's establishing in our minds who he is. That he's always been. He was an active part in creation. He didn't just show up in, into uh, the universe when he was born. He's the son of God. He's the God-man. He's the second part of the Trinity. 
Verse number six, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee, for I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Take notice here, verse number 9, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. We are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost, save the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world. Hear what he's saying here. Hear how he's praying. But I'm pray, or I pray that thou shouldst keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that, I, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them at Wise Ball Community Church in 2024, that believe on his name. I don't think I'm adding to the scriptures there. I'm clarifying what he's saying. Because he's saying that he's praying for us if we believe on him through his word. And anybody that believes on him through our word. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them, as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, that thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. What a prayer for our success, spiritual success. Not a prayer for our prosperity, that we gain the whole world, but that we have him as a success in the midst of a storm, chaotic world. 
because he has overcome the world. And it comes really down to us choosing to allow him to overcome the world and the works of the devil in our lives. That choice does not say that I have it within myself, but that simply that choice says, Lord, I want what you have to give me. And I receive the benefit of sonship. And that is the clarity of God's word and the success of our spiritual lives. I find great comfort in that tonight. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak it to you as well. And you can find comfort in it for your life. Let's stand together. Amen. You can overcome because he has overcome. Anybody need to pray tonight? We have an altar here. Be happy to join with you in prayer before we go. Anybody needs to come and pray. God can give victory in the midst of our stormy lives. Satan, have you bound? Jesus can set you free.